Well, hello everyone and welcome to the Common Man's first episode of our new series, My Favourite Game. It's a chance to chat with a guest about their favourite sporting experiences and potentially get a little off topic in the process. Our first guest in this series is a local Geelong legend, Mark Jelly. He's going to take us back to 1994 to a game where Billy was pronounced King of Geelong. In the process, we'll hear a little about Mark's experiences growing up as the son of a VFL player slash coach and the love of football and sport that was just a part of his life from a very young age. Now, Mark is fairly modest and didn't go into this too much in the podcast. He was a very talented footballer himself. He played for the Geelong Falcons and at VFL level as well. We'll also venture into territories such as his thoughts on McDonald's, his experiences watching grand finals over the years, and the thing that draws him in and keeps drawing him back in to watching more and more sport. But enough of me talking about the interview. Why don't we actually play it for you? Hope you enjoy. Now, I do have to apologise in advance for some popping, some hissing in the sound quality here. Not my best moment. Uh, Apologies, Jelly, as well, because you're hearing this for the first time. It had been a while since I'd set up the two-microphone interview, and I just didn't get it right this time around. But I think your ears will adjust, so just focus on those pearls of wisdom and not so much on the background noise. Well... First of all, Jelly or Mark Jelly, how do I refer to you on the podcast? How would you like to be known? Oh, it's a good one, Matt. I, I'm happy with I'm happy with Jelly. That's fine today for our for our listeners. Good. I'm glad to hear. It's a bit more informal. You know, we're uh, we're being very common man, sitting on the couch at the moment. And we're going to discuss your favourite game. Hopefully, get to learn a little bit more about you and your sporting uh, passions and history. Sounds great, mate. Love it. Got lots of those. And I do have to say right from the get-go, I really do appreciate you being the guinea pig here. You're the first one. So, you know, I haven't done this before. You put your hand up. You said, I'm happy to be involved in this new uh, Common Man offshoot. I'm a big fan of the Common Man. I have listened to it even before I moved back to Geelong in Melbourne a few times. I was uh, tuned in. I think you started during sort of covid Lockdown yes, days. There wasn't did. much. wasn't much <laughs> happening in uh, in Melbourne. So I. That's sort of where I first heard. And uh, yeah. So it, it's a real honour to be on the show. And obviously the other fellas aren't here. The the, uh, the crew. But uh, it's great to be able to to be on tonight or today. Excellent. Well, let's get started. And and the premise of this show is my favourite game. And I've asked you to select a a match. Um, it, it could be from any sport, it could be you've played in it, you've watched it, you were there, just something that really stuck with you and has stuck with you for life. So what have we gone with today? Well, the MCG for me, and for those who uh, know me, I'm always banging on about the G. I you just are. I just love it. And even moving back to Geelong recently, people are like, oh, you know, great, go, go watch the cats at Cunia Park. And I'll be like, oh, yeah, not that often. I'm more happy to go to go up to Melbourne, even if I have to sit in traffic or jump on the train. Uh, I just love going to the G. So really, as much as I love my sport and I've been to different uh, places to watch sport around Australia and, 
not heaps. The MCG, I think, is the home of sport. is is just the yep. absolute oh, sure. epicenter of it is. of uh, a sport, and I've got so many memories of sporting events that have um, just just been incredible um, at the G. So you've gone for something at the G. I have. What have we got? So the nineteen ninety four qualifying final between. Western Bulldogs or Footscray. As they were then. Yeah. And Geelong. Awesome. And now this is a very famous game. And in terms of that, that one significant moment at the end of the game where Billy Brown, oh, spoiler alert, Billy yes. Brown was fixing <laughs> it after the siren. It was an incredible. Yeah. And he, he'd had a pretty ordinary year. He'd been dropped, I think, a couple yeah, of times. Yeah. And uh, Billy was someone that, as uh, if you're in Geelong at the time, he was just. He was just everything. Like he, as much as Gary Ablett Senior uh, was, the, every time he got near the football crowd, it just <gasps> gasped. But Billy just had a real, yeah. Everyone's just so fond of Billy. He just had such a, a great, uh, yeah, career. And in that '94 year, he just was up and down. He lost a bit of confidence. He fought his way back into the team, and uh, yeah, with I think about 17 seconds or maybe less, he found himself David Mensch. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Big uh, Grovedale export. Uh, he uh, kicked it to Billy, and uh, Billy looked confident. I don't know if you've seen out. the footage, yeah, lace out. Billy went back confidently, straight through the middle. Now, and the siren had gone too. The siren had gone. Very importantly, the siren had gone. So a goal after the siren in a final, like it doesn't get much bigger than that at Boy the Hood's G. Dream, like hundred percent. Uh, Eighty thousand, I think, were there. Footscray. Bulldogs hadn't been in the finals for a number of years. Were just scraped in, I think, that year. Uh, they had obviously a lot of support. Uh, Geelong were keen to win a win a premiership. Uh, hadn't won one since '63. Um, Geelong fans were everywhere. Yep. Big crowd, and it was it was great. Were you there yourself, mate? I I was not there actually. I was at a at a youth camp that weekend. Um, unfortunately, had been scheduled on the same time. I was in okay. Ballarat. Watching it with a number of people on yeah. the TV, uh, and I certainly remember when it happened. And I went to the Carlton final afterward. Uh, the week after, I went to the North Melbourne prelim final yep. the following week. Gary yes. Senior after the siren, Lee Tudor kicked it to him he did, on the snap in the pocket. Yeah, and I also went to the grand final where we got absolutely. Yeah, I was at that one as well. Yeah, that, but that uh, that Bulldogs. Uh, Cats game, and I think I was talking to you earlier about it because I, uh, um, without uh, jumping ahead too much, but I also I recently went to another game yes. where a very similar experience I had of just the the crowd and just the the overwhelming sense of just excitement was just incredible, and and yep. that that uh, Cats Bulldogs game. When Billy kicked the goal, I was hugging strangers, and <laughs> I'd not ever done that before. I think I was, I, I, I was well, 17 years old, and I was hugging grown men and women all around me, and everyone was hugging each other. Obviously, the Geelong supporters, Bulldog supporters weren't. They were sitting with their hands in their uh, face. Tears. Or, yep, they're, yep they're, they were very uh, flat about the whole thing. Yep. Um, but, yeah, I just remember just thinking, man, I'm hugging strangers, and I this is great. Well... You just touched on something and I was going to like put a little screech here and stop because it was 1994 and as you said, you were, you were 17 and I want to talk 17-year-old uh, Jelly yes. just for 60 seconds. Yep. 
your 1994 in 60 seconds. So this is like my take on the drip tray. Yes. Uh, which is the highlight of the front bar every week. Uh, it's not going to be as humorous as that because I'm not Sam Payne. But... You're close. I think You're the Geelong version. <laughs> <laughs> now people will be looking online to see if I'm of Asian descent. Yeah. Um, anyway, no, I'm not. But <laughs> here's, here's some other questions. So you were 17. What year at school? I uh, was in year 11. Can you remember 1994, Jelly? What would, would have been your favourite TV show at that point in time? Oh, gee whiz. Favourite TV show? I think the footy show was a real... That was Thursday night, watching the footy yep. show. That was massive. That was At the time, night. absolute prime. Yep. Uh, and, yeah, so that probably the, the footy show, that was what... I, I was playing footy at the time. Uh, I was playing footy at the Geelong Falcons in South Bowen, my local club. And so, yeah, Thursday night footy training and then you'd go home and watch the footy show on Thursday night. It was always great. Tony, Perfect. Yep. Tony Perfect. Marmalade, I think, was on the bar. Trevor. Trevor. <laughs> <laughs> Not sure who Tony Marmalade is, but... <laughs> Trevor, that's it. Yep. Tony Vegemite. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Tony Dottomite, actually. <laughs> Tony he was a Victorian <laughs> cricketer. So I he think was. I'll mix those two up. Um, okay, what would you have ordered from Macca's for a post-game treat? That's actually quite ironic, Matt. You bring that up. Yeah. I actually, I stopped eating Maccas when I was 17 and I actually did not have a hamburger for another 20 years. What? And I've had, and I had one with the Angus, you know, when they released this sort of healthy yeah. version. Yeah. I had tried it once. No. I haven't had one since. So I've had two, I've had one burger since 1994 <laughs> from Maccas. I've had some chicken wraps <laughs> and I've had some chips and that, but I, that is a true story. Not... So Macca's is you not know, my cup of I tea. You know, when I wrote that question, I was half expecting you to say, yeah, I, I've never eaten Macca's. It's not on my agenda. But I just had to ask the question because like 14, or 94, 13-year-old me probably was the Big Mac. Transitioned to the McChicken there because it seemed cooler for a while. Um, I've never eaten a Big Mac in my life. There you go. The challenge is out there. Do, <laughs> I would love a video of you oh, eating no Big chance. Mac. We're going no to follow chance. you. <laughs> You'll we be following going to for a long time. boys into talking <laughs> you into eating a Big Mac for them. Oh, no chance. Um, what was some of the tunes on your mixtape in 1994? Oh, good. Oh, Counting Crows. I oh, just was a massive Counting Crows fan. Absolutely love, love that band. Um, and, uh, yeah, probably also... Didn't mind uh, Guns N' Roses at the time. Loved Use Your yep. Illusion 1 and 2. Two, yep, two yep. great albums. Loved them. And, uh, yeah, I had a pool table in the, in the garage of uh, my um, dad's place. And I uh, used to, yeah, The Counting Crows was on on repeat pretty regularly. But also Nirvana. Yep. Uh, that big, big uh, fan of... Pearl Jam? Uh, yeah, a bit of Pearl Jam. Yep. But, uh, yeah, Counting Crows was definitely number one. So, who was your sporting idol in 1994? 94, I would have said 94, probably Warney. Yeah. Warney was just awesome. Like that, that period of time, as much as I love my footy, I still yeah, lo really appreciated uh, summertime. Yep. Listening to the ABC or opportunities just to watch test match cricket. Yeah. Uh, or even the one day cricket. And uh, Warney was just up there. He was just awesome. And obviously just loved, uh, through that period of time, Michael Jordan. Uh, he cannot go Who past did? Jordan in the 90s. And yep. uh, 
and then a couple of years later, actually, I know we're off um, off topic here a little bit, but did get to see Jordan play at the LA Forum against the Lakers in Kobe Bryant's rookie year. Um, and that was pretty special as well. Yep, yep. Now, if we stay off topic there for a second, I was going to say at the start, and I completely forgot, um, I've actually witnessed some amazing sporting moments with you, I feel, over the journey as well. We have. Soccer. Yes. yes. When uh, 2006, when we qualified for the World Cup, Bresciano's. Bresciano, Matt, that is just embarrassing. Aloisi. Penalty. Absolutely. We were, we were watching on TV together, celebrating. We were. There's a big crew. And yes. uh, stacks on. Yeah, stacks on. And then we went to uh, to see Warney take his 700th wicket together. I was going to bring that up before, but I didn't want to feel that because that's at the G again. Yes. A great yes. memory at the uh, at the MCG that I had seen Warney. Um, that 700th wicket was a really special day. It was a cold day, if you can it, remember. It was raining. It was, there yeah. was a few breaks. There was. Yep. We yeah. went into the city we for did. A, a cheeky shop. We did. During a rain And break. then got back and, uh, and, and time to see Warney... Um, 700th and that was a big crowd as well yeah. and there was a roar um, which again was similar to, to that 94 Brownless goal uh, and Warney 700th but as well uh, which I'll talk about uh, later uh, is what occurred just on Friday night. Yep. yep. Now we had one other event that we went to which uh, wasn't as enjoyable no, it wasn't. for us which was the 2008 Grand Final. That wasn't fun was it? And uh I have to say, I remember you on the drive home. You didn't talk much on the way home. No, I didn't. I didn't talk much on the way home. I think I ate a pack of donuts, and that was. You did. <laughs> I was. You were, you, were, I, you were down. Yeah, <laughs> I was not in good form. I was not a happy chubby. Actually, it wasn't on the way home. It was on the way up. You made the comment. I've never been to a winning grand final. It's going to be great to finally be there. I was pretty confident because I you wasn't were. there in 07. Yeah. But I, I, I went to the 92 Geelong losing grand final. Yep. I went to the 94 Four. and 95 and 2008. Yeah. I actually. You've completed the set. I've been to four losing Geelong grand finals. It's actually, I didn't really want to admit this. I actually thought that this might come up and I actually was <laughs> going to avoid the question. I've actually seen four Geelong losing grand finals. I haven't been in person to one. I know. Zero. I, I know. And I I'm have zero to say. And four. <laughs> <laughs> and some people think, even last year, don't go. Like, I actually feel, some people felt, look, maybe you just don't go. Stay away. Yeah. I have one to of them? I probably was one of them. <laughs> I do have to say, I might have mentioned, like, 2009. Had a t- Well, Jelly's not coming. Could have got you a ticket, but Jelly's not coming. 2011, not even in the mix. <laughs> oh, no, not at all. So, no, it's, I do love my grand final. I think I've yep. been to about 10. Yeah. Uh, and I went to my first grand final. I think I was about seven. Uh, I went to Carlton Hawthorne. I think it was either 84, 85. I'm trying to remember which one it was. Uh, and big, uh, that was just special. Back, back in the 80s, actually, which, I reckon they should bring back where if you probably remember this, you would probably see this on the electrifying 80s. Those <laughs> videos, they were fantastic where they used to put the, the helium balloons in other big bags and they used to uh, yes, deposit them, or deposit them, not, let them. <laughs> Suppository. <yeah. laughs> 
at the balloon and then blow them up. Yeah. <laughs> Have them uh, around the G and then they used to release yeah. them. And that was, as a kid, as a seven, eight-year-old, that was just awesome to see, which obviously they, these days they don't do that, that kind of thing, but that yes. was just so, uh, so special. Yeah, all of those birds that choked on me. I know. Didn't say that. As a kid, the game was special. The balloons was just made it... Uh, even more special. Even more special. Like, yeah. Oh, moment. Now, we've got a bit sidetracked. We but have. But that's okay. I anticipated that we would. Yeah. Um, the last question, because we're still in this... We're still in 94. <laughs> in 60 <laughs> seconds. Even though I'm back, I'm jumping into 84 <laughs> and 85 and I'm jumping in 2008. 1994. Yes. Jelly. Yes. What were... What were you going to be? What were your plans for the future? What did you see? Oh, I wanted to be an AFL footballer, 100%. I was, yeah, super keen to follow my father's footsteps. He yeah, played footy professionally for St Kilda and then coached the Saints back in the uh, in the 80s. So for me, I grew up around AFL football clubs, yeah. was uh, really keen on, on, on doing the same thing. It's every birthday cake that I ever got from probably four or five, that's blew the candles out and wished that I could be an AFL footballer and, and uh, when we moved to Geelong in 1991 uh, it was, dad was uh, the reserves coach at Geelong yep. so he had the privilege of going to play mine junior footy in the morning and then going uh, to all the games in Victoria uh, and uh, yeah being able to go in the rooms and uh, be, being able to yeah be up close and personal with sort of the inside of the club in that way with, with dad's role um, so that was that was pretty special. And but at 17, when I was yeah playing mine uh, down the footy, I was yeah really keen to to do that. So for me, that was I had the absolute blinkers on. That's what, yep. that's what I wanted, and that's what I thought uh, was was going to sort of happen. But yeah, probably uh, even um, at 17, uh, that was that was the start to, to sort of realise. Hang on, I'm not six foot two. I'm not super quick as much. I really want this, but yep. there is a reality that I am, uh, that I was sort of the average size. And if I'm going to be any good, I'm competing with a lot more on-ballers um, yeah. right around the country. So it was, I knew it was going to be a challenge. Yeah. I suppose also from what you've described, um, when they use the term, oh, footy was in his blood, footy was in your blood. Yeah, it was. Yeah, so 100%, I, I just... I grew up uh, from my sort of first memories of just being able, even uh, knowing that dad was a player and and that's sort of what he was doing. Uh, I just thought that's what I'd do as well. Yep. Similar to me and how I became an accountant. Yes. <laughs> very similar. Yeah. Very similar. So yeah, that that was I was I was fixated on that, and uh, you know. My, a dad, which he still is, he was, he was an awesome dad, and uh, you know he's a, he was a, he was a great athlete as yep. well, and um, he not only played footy but he was also a great cricketer and and runner, so he was such a great encourager for, for me. So I, I love sport in general, um, and that was that was a great childhood. Awesome. So lots of hopes and dreams. Ninety four jelly. Yeah. Bit of a bit of a health freak. Not touching the Maccas <laughs> from ninety four onwards. Yeah. Hanging out, playing pool, listening to some uh, grunge rock. Yep. This is who you were, you were when you rocked up to the G on that Saturday night. Yes. Anticipating a Cats win. Oh, absolutely. I was, yep. I 
think that that was as a as a supporter of Geelong, and I know after winning the premiership in 07, things change. But it used to feel like, oh, this is our year. It used to yes. be, used to be the thing that Geelong <laughs> supporters would say, oh, this year's this our year. year. This is it. It's got to be our it year this year. It was the law of averages, though, oh, wasn't it? No, you were just like. So many chances. Surely one of these is going to come off. Yeah, well, it is at their year when I don't go to the grand final. <laughs> That's, <laughs> the That's the secret sauce. It is. Um, how much do you how much do you remember about this game, or is it a vibe? Oh, it is a little bit of a vibe. I, I yep. do. Uh, I think that highlight of Billy kicking that goal and running and uh, Sandy Roberts I think it is saying yes. Billy you're the king of Geelong uh, I've seen that a number of times uh, but even just yeah that era of players there was some yeah some absolute rippers obviously Gary Singh we can't get past that but guys like Michael Mansfield and yep you know there was others as well that I just um, yeah Bearstow, Couch, Midfield, uh, obviously John Barnes there was just so many great great players in that in that time. Yeah so I, I went back and watched a 36-minute um, extended highlights of this last night. You, you are on school holidays, Matt, so that helps. I am. <laughs> I, am. I can do that before bed. And I took some notes as well to refresh our memories. Good. And I'm going to put this, uh, the link to this YouTube in the show notes for, Great. for anyone else who wants to watch along because it was an absolute classic. Yeah. I'd forgotten... It was more than just yeah. the Billy after the siren. Yeah. Well, even the Bulldogs team, there were some absolute legends in that. Obviously, Tom Libertore, and there was a number of great players that were playing oh, in, that, sure. uh, in the Bulldogs team that went on to do great things. Brad Johnson and others as well. Yep. And they were really young. Rowan Smith, yep. um, Scott West. Yeah. So, first quarter, Ablett kicks five. Did you remember that? I do remember Ablett kicking five. And Ablett used to just be able to kick goals and... He just bang, bang, bang. It just would happen. And uh, it was, uh, yeah, when he was on, it was just awesome. The Cats got out to a 36-point mm. lead Remember in that, that first quarter. Yeah. And after the siren, um, due to a Lee Colbert turnover, mm. Keenan Reynolds goes right. back and slots one from 50. Yeah, I remember that. It was pretty close to where I was seated, actually. Keenan Reynolds popped off a, a few times in this yeah, game. he did. Didn't he didn't do, do much, much after that. No. no, he never did. I think he did go to another club, Kangaroos maybe, or somewhere mm. else. But Might have to fact-check that. Spot on. It was North Melbourne. It was Keenan Reynolds' second club. Might have to. So it was 51-21 to 21 at the end of the first quarter. Like yep. a five-goal lead yep. in a final. And the Cats have scored 51. A you'd good start. Be, you'd be thinking, we're on. You would be thinking that. And then the second quarter starts. And Ablett misses two early shots that normally he would have just put straight through. Yeah, they were probably from 45 on angles or 50 yeah, yeah. out, but you'd still and think he'd kick them. He was incredible. Set he shot. was. Yeah. Uh, just the ease that he just went bang. Yeah. Oh, you know, I'll talk about the goal umpires later on, but <laughs> <laughs> they were. I forgot how peculiar they were yeah. back in the day. And there's no video review. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> But after Ablett misses a few, the tide starts to change and, and it gets quite heated out there. It does. There's there's a lot of back and forth. Um, and through this quarter, Hocking looks like he's done his hammy. Gary? Gary, yeah. He, he was also Garbo at the time in Geelong. 
So he was not only playing footy, but he's also doing the Garbo run during the week. <laughs> and he wasn't the only cat to do the Garbo run over time. It's true. Besto cops a whack to the guts and goes down. Stephen Hanley has to get helped off after he does something with his ankle on the goal line. The dogs charge to within seven. Wow. David Mench has a shot after the siren. Do you remember what happens here? Does he kick it out in the full? He gets smothered. He does too. But Ilya Grigic has completely oh, ran over right. the mark. That's right. <laughs> to smother it. That's he gets right. 50, 50 and he gets a shot from the square. Yeah. So it's a 13-point margin at halftime. What was 51 to 21 is now 66 to 53. Yeah, wow. The G was pumping. That was buzzing. Because, yeah, a big lead like that first quarter. Bulldog supporters, yeah, definitely were up. Yeah, and and it just, it just kept going mm. for the rest of the game. So goal the, for goal, I think, wasn't it? Pretty much. Yeah. Um, the third quarter... Gaz gets his sixth early. Yep. And it's like, oh, yep, he's back on. The radar's back on. Uh, Pickers gets one as well. But then Keenan Reynolds gets another goal. He's still playing out of his skin. Mm-hmm. Beveridge pops up. Luke Beveridge was playing. Yeah. And he gets the dogs to within two points with a quarter to go. It's 81 to 79. So the Cats has scored 51 in the first quarter mm-hmm. and a collective uh, 30 in the next two quarters, wow. which was pretty unlike yeah. them at that point. No, they were a very high, high offensive team. They really were. Had some big, through that 90s period, they had some big, big wins. Yeah. And it really wasn't it. That was yeah. like Blight as a coach. Yeah. Let's outscore the opposition. 100%. Not worry yeah. about defending. Exactly right. I've been saying that. They still had some good defenders, oh, but they, they were attacking defenders. Yeah. Hinkley, yeah. for example. He was. Um, so, fourth quarter, it was just back and forth, back yeah. and forth. Ablett. Is now missing shots mm. left, right, and center. Mm. He misses another couple really easy left foot snap for yep. him. He with was no, spooked. yeah, yeah. Uh, and Billy hadn't done much. No, Billy had not been sighted. No, he was in, ordinary until this quarter. He'd been he'd been on the bench a fair bit too. Yep. Hinkley now has done his ankle. Yeah, that's right. He's on the bench. Yeah. for the rest of the game. Couch is now hobbling around. Mm. He's playing, he's on the ground, but they didn't have anyone. Yeah. That's why he's still yeah. out there. Yeah. And they are absolutely hanging on by a thread. Yeah. Osborne. Richard. Yes, Richard Osborne, former Fitzroy. Fitzroy yes. to Bulldogs yes. to Sydney to Collingwood. Four club. Four there's the four club men. Yep. Do you know do you know any others? Oh. Uh, Name two. Give me the names and I could probably name the clubs. Kick it. Dale Kickett. Dale Kickett. He was selected by Essendon. Mm. I don't know, after Fremantle. Um, yeah, I think he... I can't remember all the clubs. But he was at four. <laughs> and also Joffa Simkin, who, yeah. who is just still playing footy. At well, I know Essendon, Hawthorne, Geelong, St Kilda, was he? Sydney. Oh, Sydney. Firstly drafted Sydney. Sydney. So he's a four-club player. Yeah. 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 There's, there's a few others too out there. I just can't think off the top of my head, but definitely kick it and uh, Simkin are two. Guys, there's, there's actually 31 players who are members of the four club club, including such names as Martin Pike, Phil Carmen, Scott Cummings, Jeff Raines, Justin Murphy, Richard Osborne, Matthew Clark, Peter Francis, Brian Wilson, and uh, Adrian Fletcher. Well, we're going to get sidetracked again because I've are. got to ask you. We do. Do you play footy grid? No. Have you heard of footy grid? I haven't. 
This will change your life. Okay. Uh, Footy Grid. Tell me more. Is an institution. Mm. It's a nine-player grid. So what happens every day at eight o'clock? Mm. They release this grid. Uh, across the top, it'll have. It could be. I don't know. Sydney, Fremantle, 25-plus possessions average for a season. Down the other side, it could be uh, all-Australian, 10-plus marks in a game, Mm. uh, and then it could be something like, you know, played with or coached by a specific player. And then you've got to go through and try and find a player for each one of those. Oh, wow. And the rarer play you come up with the better score you get oh i like it yeah it's it's great it's something uh i was introduced to at my work and there's a whatsapp group at okay. work for it yeah so i think is it an app it. or just it's just a, it's just a website footygrid.com oh check it out yeah for the listeners i think that's uh have you given a plug before no i have not no need to get on it everyone mm. uh anyway back to it richard osborne Osborne. He missed a couple of shots, but then he also kicked a couple and he puts them up with 26 seconds remaining on yeah. the clock. And this is basically how we started yeah. the uh, the episode when it we did. were talking about... It was a spoiler alert, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so, I suppose, apart from... What are your top three... Th- Top three takeaways from that game? Well, firstly, when it comes to champions, and Billy Browless was a champion, and that's you know, sometimes a, a history of, of sport where big games, big time players can step up. Yep. And uh, I think Billy was one of those players, and he had his moments in his career where he, uh, yeah, definitely had some big games. And that final, I think, um, really put him in the, in the sort of, uh, league of, of legends, really. And, uh, you know, he's obviously gone on to other media um, acts and, and does a great job on the media. Um, but, yeah, as a player, that was that was, that was was awesome. Having Billy kick that, considering the year that he'd had, yep. everything like that. And as well, as, as mentioned, you know, Geelong, that, that second half, they looked like they were gone. Uh, fit, so many players on the bench and, and uh, not fully fit, but they just had some real fight in them considering they'd lost the grand final also in 92 and mm. they were obviously from 89 as well. Um, they, were, they were keen and hungry to win the flag. And, uh, and for me, I think that, was, that, was, that stood out as well as a kid, just thinking that this Geelong team, they really they want to win a premiership. Yeah. Uh, but it did seem yeah. through that 90s period that they'd uh, seemed to get to the granny and a lot of those players who had good seasons and had good finals, they... Uh, they didn't play fantastic in, in, yep. in those grand finals, unfortunately. Yep. And that was hard as a kid growing up because you see them get there and the whole of Geelonga behind them. You know, you got the whole town all blue and uh, white, white and yep. everyone's pumped Decorate up. Decorate the front of your um, house. But, man, they had, streamers. Some, yeah, they had some dud grand finals in really those 90s did. periods. So, yeah. Broke your heart. And at the same time, then, the victories were, though, the 94 oh. qualifying final. Those, yes. you know... Yes. And that that prelim final, yeah, yeah. and it's often not spoken about, but the game in between, Carlton. Yeah, yeah. Now, I, I remember driving up to that game, yeah, and hearing 
fucking Bearstow and Couch all yeah. late withdrawals yes. from the game. Yep. And it was only when, you know, watching that yeah. last night that reminded me, oh, yeah, these guys actually, they didn't yep. pull up for the next week. They couldn't do it. No, no they couldn't. And, uh, yeah, obviously in the 90s, they didn't have a, uh, a buy between the final round and the finals as well. So a lot of the guys coming in were already uh, just cooked. They, their bodies yep. had a long season. So that introduction of the AFL buy at the end of round 23 um, now does make a big difference where a lot of those older players um, can get themselves up. Yep. And and so this was called a qualifying final mm. as well. Yes. But every game that week ends was called the qualifying final. Yeah. It was Geelong, it was fourth versus fifth. Yes. And now nowadays if you're fourth and you win the first week, yeah. as you know, as yeah. you said, you yeah. get that week off, you get that rest. Yep. Um, but back then, for those younger listeners at home, yeah, it was the top two winners. Yes, got to have a week off. Yeah, and, but one was playing eight, and two was playing seven, and three was playing six. They didn't do that for many years, but it, I still, yeah, yeah, they did change it to what it is now. Yes, I think in that late, maybe late nineties, and it hasn't. It's been the same for maybe twenty odd years. I feel like it was after ninety seven. Yeah. After we got dudded, after Geelong also then had to, because we we were second on the ladder. That's right. We had to play North Melbourne, yes. who had come in at seventh, but Kerry had missed like 10 yeah, games, that's and, right. and then come back and kick seven against yeah. us in a, a Sunday night qualifying final at the G. And then we had to go play Adelaide, Adelaide. in Adelaide. Adelaide, remember that. Even though we were second we were on robbed. the ladder. Yeah. Lee Colbert. Yeah, I think took a mark. The mark or, was not yeah, paid. Exactly. Yes, in the last quarter. Yeah. And and if we had arc today, we'd also would have seen that Gary Hocking kicked a goal. Yes. That got arc. punched back into play. Where were you in the nineties? <laughs> <laughs> Where were you four weeks ago yes. for for, sit, uh, for Adelaide? For Adelaide, yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's a revenge from what happened in ninety seven. You know. Oh, you know, I also meant to say. Uh, I also meant to say, I saw. In that game, in the qualifying yes. Bulldogs Cats final, there was one of Ablett's shots on goal. Mm. I'm pretty sure it was a goal. Yeah. And uh, umpires, the, the goal yeah. umpires didn't move that much, did they? They sort you of. You could never tell yeah. until the fingers came up. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and the, I'm like, and even the commentators. Yeah. I think that's a. I think it's going to be a goal. Yeah. I think it's going to be a goal. Yeah, they're not sure. No, they're not sure. We'll yeah. wait and see what this guy decides, and no one will question it afterwards. There were some classic times, too, in the 90s, where there were some legendary moments where players thought that they kicked goals and they carry on and celebrate. <laughs> Libertore uh, did that in the, the grand final. It's the prelim. Prelim, sorry. Yes. In the prelim. But also there's, I think, maybe a Doug Barwick. Or there was a Collingwood player that also similar in the what was it 90s? James Manson? No, <laughs> James Manson. <laughs> no, but same celebrated was going off thinking that he's he kicked this goal. So that was a bit of a common thing where players would, would carry on. Yep. And then the goal umpire do the one, one finger. Po- yeah. Like oh man, so it's not not a good look when you're a player when you think you've no. you've, you've given out ten high fives, you've given the crowd a little bit of bit of something, and well, then the ben goal umpire was a throwback to the nineties, wasn't it? Was it? a bit. Yeah. And you know what? He knew. He knew it went through. Yeah, it actually uh, clearly went through. Mm. Um, whereas Clayton Oliver on Friday night, not as much confidence no, there. No, there wasn't. 
there was. That was right above where I was uh, was on on Friday night, and uh, yeah, that looked like a goal from where I was. Uh, but even, yeah, right, Oliver didn't carry on too much. He was waiting. Yeah, he he was waiting. Mm. So the Cats are ninety four. Yes, didn't go on an ultimate success. No, uh, did play in the grand final though. But your love of football yes. continued. It sure did. It sure did. Highlights of football in your lifetime beyond that 94. Yeah. Well, I, one of the things that I think I've always appreciated is radio. Yep. And I've always, as, as a kid, when now where we've got just so much footy that we can access yeah. online, Foxtel and just uh, podcasts and so much. But uh, Palmer, keep on punching. Yes, Scotty Palmer. Scotty Palmer. Yeah. Like as a kid, he used to do the Saturday night Palmer's punchlines. It was just awesome. Like yeah. as a kid, I just used to love his ability just to bring energy and just report just footy stories. That was that was pretty special. So you know, footy journalism back back in sort of the 80s and 90s, wasn't like it is now where there's, you know, every, there's so many people, so many reporters, yep. and so much um, to consume with uh, sport media. But, you know, I think uh, yeah, someone like a Scotty Palmer just had a, a great, and just his catchphrase, you know, just keep punching, you know, that was yep. just that was just great. So even back then, um, you know, just things like that, just listening to, to uh, journos or like Scotty Palmer, just to be able to... But for me, listening to Ted Witten yeah. was a big thing yeah. on 3GL before it even turned to K-Rock um, because I didn't get to too many games when I was a little, little tacker. Yeah. Uh, so that's how I got my football on a Saturday, was turning and tuning on the radio. Because as you said, you weren't watching it on TV. No. You get... I showed two or three games that you... It'll be, be yeah, Saturday, 5 o'clock, highlights yep. come on, 45 minutes. Yeah. Let's show the last quarter of this game. Yeah, One game sort of being the focus yeah. and the rest you just get a sort of news break yeah. scenario of. Yes. Yeah. So I, I can totally concur yeah. with your thoughts. Yeah, and I still love, over summer, I, I, I absolutely love going away, uh, caravan, camping, and just listening to the cricket. Yep. That's still something that I absolutely love. Putting ABC Radio on or SEN now um, do a good job as well, except they have ads. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and but it's good. It's just it's just something with sport and summer and being able to to tune into to what's happening. And often they they give the old Sydney to Hobart um, yep, report, the, yep. which is a little bit boring. But they <laughs> you know it's you sort of listen and you know you're doing stuff. You you're playing with the kids or just. Yeah, reading or whatever, and that's that's always great memories of just having the radio. One, my yeah, my even my dad always had the, the transist, transistor radio or the tranny, as he used to call it. Um, <laughs> You're not nowadays. Yeah, he'd, <laughs> yeah but uh, that, he'd always have that, uh, and we'd go to the beach, and he'd have it sort of just cute. You really couldn't hear it that well, but yep. it was it was always on. Um, so for me, that that sport connection to the radio was really, really significant as well. And uh, as mentioned, just going to the MCG and and for me, walking to the G is a, is part is a big part yep. of, of my upbringing. Just yep. uh, just yeah, jumping on the train or parking the car and actually walking to the footy. It, and it's very Victorian as well. You talk to some others from other. Um, Mainly the northern states. That's not a thing. It's it is more in Adelaide and also in um, 
WA now. They're also quite uh, quite big as well, walking yep. to the footy. But there's something about that. Yeah. Even on uh, Friday night, just gone, even though I didn't have a team that I was supporting, going along to the Carlton-Richmond game and, and uh, walking along uh, Swan Street, got some food, and then just with just hundreds of people just walking to the G. That's special. It really is. Or even walking over uh, you know, after Richmond Station, um, you know, getting off the train and walking to the G. They're, they're, they're things that I, I really love and something that um, brings back to my childhood. Yep. It's something that I've been able to do with my children and, and uh, it's just really special. Hand it down, the next generation yeah. and, yeah. and you know that tradition you can see going through. Absolutely. Yep. So yeah, as much as the spectacle and sport's great, even just the experience, being able to, to actually, with a, with a community of people, you know, they're different, donning their colour, scarf or jumper whatever they're wearing beanie and um just that sense of before the game is always everyone's thinking it's their team is going to win and there's always a sense of excitement and of this could be we could be witnessing something significant that in years would be talking about but i will say one of my highlight sporting events which is quite interesting is i actually was at the pete sampress gym courier mm-hmm. uh Game, I think it might have been a round of 16 or a quarter final when, when Sampras actually got emotional. Oh, his coach. His coach had, yeah. had passed away. Yeah, and um, and that was a five-set game, and I think it finished at maybe 2 a.m. And I was at that that game, and that was at uh, that was a great sporting event as well. I still got great memories of that one. Yeah. So, my final question then for you. And you've sort of touched on it a little bit with your answers in the last, I don't know, 30, 40 minutes. Um, one very simple thing, you know, if you could tell the people what you love about sport, what is, overall, what is the thing that really just you love about sport? What I love about it, and again, I just sort of touched on it, that you could be attending something that in years to come, that people will talk about. Yeah. That people will be like, I was there. The fact that you choose to go and watch something and uh, the majority of the time it, it isn't. But the, the, the chance that you could be witnessing something significant, history that people will look at or talk about and you know watch, um, there, there, is, there is that sense that you just, like if, those stories of people say, oh, it might be the Anzac Day uh, where um, the... Zaharakis? Kick the goal. Yep. Where there's, there was the story where Essendon supporters actually left. <laughs> weren't there. <laughs> you know, I never want to be that guy. You know? <laughs> I never want to be that family that leaves. So the chance that you're witnessing something significant, I think that's, that's what's great. And you have those moments where even as I mentioned on Friday night, where the, it was so loud at the G, you could actually feel the stadium actually shaking and yep. you couldn't actually hear yourself. Like it was actually so loud. And as much as I wasn't supporting, I'm not a Carlton supporter, I'm not a Melbourne supporter, but I love sport. And the fact that there was just people who had lost control <laughs> of themselves where they were screaming and hugging people and, yep. and carrying on, that's awesome. Like that just... That just has a has a has, there's a moment, you know. Yep. Those moments in sport, I think, is what I love about it. That you could see this moment live, and you're there. Yeah, you're witnessing you're the witnessing moment, history, something that people are going to talk about for years, whether or not they were there, and it connects you. 
connect. Yep. Forever. Brilliant. Well, thank you so much. We uh, we took a few twists and turns we did. along the way. We sure did. And I'll be honest, I feel like I could have sat here and chatted with you for another hour or so, but I know your time is precious. Well, I do love talking sport, and uh, I know we can uh, always welcome to jump back on, especially with the other boys in the future, because I'd, I'd yep. love to hear some of the others as well, Forty and Friendy and yourself as well, because you've all had moments. And, uh, and, and unlike me... Uh, where you sit here and you've seen Geelong win a grand final, <laughs> you've had those moments. So um, I haven't, uh, I haven't had that, that moment of history, um, but I've have uh, experienced some other pretty, pretty special ones. Excellent. Well, we'll we would love to have you back because Forty in particular had the biggest FOMO that I was getting <laughs> to chat to you today, and he was sure missing he. out. Yeah. Uh, so thank you, and hopefully we will chat soon. Sounds great. Great to be on the show. <laughs>